Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Curator Podcast, Season 2, Episode 25, recorded live at Deacon Brodie's in Dundee at Bookgearing Fest 11. And my guests on this episode are Derek Johnson, Kenny Gray, and Johnny McGinty from Make That Take Records. Hello, thanks for coming down early with the hangover to come and see... We talk some shit for about half an hour. It's going to be good. I'm joined by, joined by Kenny. Hello. Kenny's, hey. Kenny's in charge. One of the guys is in charge. Yep. Uh, when Derek lets me, I'm in charge. <laughs> so what is, what is your full role then, Kenny, at this, at this festival this weekend? Basically, my main role is to look at spreadsheets and clipboards. Uh, I am basically, my job really is just to make sure that the venues have PAs and they know exactly what's going on. And it's just basically, yeah, I do all the boring organisational stuff, really. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I really love it, which is why I get to do it. I'm also John by who just came on stage, sorry. Hello, sorry, I went to the bathroom because I didn't know where to start. That's very unprofessional. <laughs> unprofessional is basically how I operate. Well, I've got to say, and it's my first time being at Bikini Fest, but this is actually a very professional outfit. I've enjoyed the professionalness. Well, we were called that yesterday as well. The guys from Trivial Dispute yesterday said... <laughs> I was, yeah. No, the guys yesterday said, we've had a really great time. It's really professional and really well run, but also very DIY. Yeah, right. you know, any inkling of what really happens behind the scenes, they change their opinion <laughs> yeah. quickly. Are you on that because you pulled it out of your hair? That, that was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to Book Green Fest 5, had a full head of hair, and since then, downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so, it uh, has been, uh, it looks like it's been really chill this weekend for you guys, is that, is that reasonably accurate? Yeah, because uh, this year we outsourced all the sound engineering to Betsy Audio Wave, which took an absolute whole bunch of ball out of the way, but yeah, no, I mean, it's been great, because we really get to just, like, put all the bands that we love in one space, and we get to watch them, and we get to chat to a lot of people. I mean, the one thing I've probably noticed... Uh, being the meter and greeter at the door is I pretty much know 80% of the people by name now, which is really good. Uh, I think the security guard at the front door just thought I'd invited all my friends, I just kept on chatting to everyone and knew everyone by name, so I think that's been the great part. Is I think it's why it's, I think that's unofficial name now is Pals Fest. Pals Fest. Pals Fest 2017. Yeah. It's been, it's been a good experience so far. It, does, it gets slightly more chill every year, I think. So next year it's going to be like so long. Yeah, like me and Kenny will we'll get hammocks out. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be super relaxed. Now we like, every year I think we get slightly better. There's always sort of a debrief on Monday where we're like, okay, well that was a disaster. Probably shouldn't have done that. And then as we sort of cross more things off, each year it gets a bit more relaxed. Bookie and hammock, 2018. <laughs> well, no, we're actually going to launch our first VR uh, festival next year. Uh, so we're all do it from the comfort of our homes. That's going to be great. <laughs> Nobody has to come to Dundee in December. No. Dundee's a really small place. 
It, it really is, uh, especially uh, sort of community-wise. Like it's quite everything's within the confines of the city centre. Uh, everything sort of happens in the city centre, so it's it's really good. Especially because when we've got three venues on the go, they're literally in one small area, which is absolutely ideal. So it's been 11 years now. That's right. Yes, this is number 11. Well, technically it's 10 because uh, what was it? Two and three were in the same year. Yeah. How'd that happen? Uh, you'll have to ask. Them. Well, actually, say this for the first time. You'll need to speak to Derek about. That <laughs> <laughs> was kind of that's when it, it evolved into being annual book Green fest because uh, it sort of meshed to begin with with the first motion fest in Perth and it was originally sort of an all day so originally just a gig and then it was two gigs and then it was an all day and then the second early motion fest early book your Rain fest was at the start of 2009 yeah and then we decided to do book your Rain fest officially called book your Rain fest at the end and from then on it's been every year in December yeah basically after <laughs> book your Rain it's well, actually close yeah after event two, I, I spoke to Derek one night in uh, Cage, which is a club I used to run, and I said to Derek that Booker Fest Spiritual Home should be in, a, in Cage, and then since then it's been, it's just got bigger and bigger, and then every year Derek says the words, we should do this this year, and you just know uh, something courageous is going to be happening. Something courageous? <laughs> Don't pick yourself up or anything, <laughs> Not terrifying then, no. Uh, no, because once, once Derek decides something, it's happened. Fair enough. There have been terrifying moments. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, whoever had to tell Leatherface to stop playing at Book Ground Fest 5 that probably had me. the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably the worst job ever to have. We sort of huddled around the side of the stage and went, who's going to tell Frankie Stubbs he can't play anymore? I suppose it'll be me there. But I went over and said, Frankie, you guys are going to have to finish after this next song. And he turned around and went, mate, thank you, I was shattered. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been any other moments just as terrifying? Uh, Any time there's a pyramid uh, a murder burger set. Uh, we had our first victim of the weekend due to a pyramid at murder burgers. Uh, yeah. Poor Max from Bike Notes decided to introduce his hand to some glass on the floor. Uh, but yeah, that's always terrifying. I think uh, every year it seems to get higher and higher as well. And the fact that Aberté has high ceilings just means it's going to get scaffolding is going to be required for the next one, I think. So you're not going to put a sign up saying no pyramids? Uh, if there was no pyramid, there would be no book Rain Fest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I managed to experience it, even if there was a lot of bloodshed at the end of it. <laughs> so it's now a four-day event, which is pretty awesome. Um, that must be also quite tiring. Yeah, I mean, today is when the alcohol sales go down and the coffee sales go up. Uh, it's a lot more chilled on a, on a Sunday. Everyone's just... I think, I think Sunday Survivor Day, you just want to survive to the end of the day. So this year we booked a Celtic punk band for Sunday night. Yeah, just to sap out the last energy that anyone might have. I definitely am feeling a bit rough myself, so I think my hangovers just came on as I stood on stage. Just sweating out all the alcohol because of the fear of me fucking sitting here. Talking to uh, I, find, people. I, I can see your eyes. It's scary. <laughs> I find that a couple of red stripes solves that problem. I'm driving, man. <laughs> couple of diet red stripes. <laughs> <laughs> diet red stripes. Is that a of choice, a diet red stripes? Yes, yes. Can I have some two diet red stripes on stage? That's Kenny's algorithm for Book Your Fest. How many crates of red stripes do we need? One more than you thought you needed. How many has it been this year then? 
I need to find out, but I do. Uh, I was speaking to Tony, the duty manager, Alberti, who did say the words, we've run out of red stripe, which is... The, yeah, so clearly they did not get enough. <laughs> I can't imagine running out of beer at a fucking festival. Hey, I asked uh, the venue last year how that's all about. What happened? <laughs> uh, we booked at the lovely venue upstairs. It is owned by different owners now, but last year... Uh, they didn't believe us when we told them how many people were coming, so they decided on the Friday to A, put one bar staff on, and B, not to do a stock delivery. So I think we got to the third band when they went to, uh, yeah, we've got no beer left. So what happens next? Well, thankfully, our buddy Dave used to run this place, and we pretty much raided his stock room for the night. So, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was an interesting night. We bear nostalgia there too, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> this quite a nostalgic thing for you guys? Uh, on a Monday, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for like past years. Uh, Seeing how it's been building up and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's been, like I said, it's great because every year we. People that come along seem to come along every year, so it gets bigger and bigger in terms of people coming along. So that's been brilliant. And it's always good to catch up with people that you may have not seen since last year's Bukharin Fest and just chatting stories and letting them know, just talk about everything that's happened in the sort of last year. So yeah, it's, that's a nostalgic point of view. Uh, Monday is always the post-West, uh, try that one again, <laughs> the post-Fest blues, uh, especially when you go back to your, uh, your day job and go, shit, I need to do this again. And you're ill. Yeah, normally, this, to be fair, this is the first day three in a long time where I've not lost my voice, actually. Uh, so that's, that's, that's good. Uh, and then there'll be a couple of weeks where we probably go, do we really want to do this again? And then we'll probably start booking number 12. <laughs> it's, um, it's something that I, I guess I try not to really dwell on. I don't like to kind of get caught up in things that we've done and that sort of thing. But then every, occasionally, every so often, something happens. Like the guys from uh, Umlaut Records recently got asked by Collins Punk Rock World to name their, their top 10 record labels and named Make That a Take. And I was just kind of like... That's awesome, because as far as we're concerned, we're just doing, we just put on shows, we put out records for bands that we like, and we do Book Your Rain Fest, and then to have people say, oh, the stuff that you guys are doing is brilliant, you're a bit like, oh, okay, cool. I guess people must like it. I mean, I've had Derek in the podcast, friend of the podcast, Derek. Yes, friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to ask, like, um, how many, is, I, I don't actually know how many people are actually part of the, the collective that is, that is make, uh, make it a take. Derek's coming up, I'll let him answer. That could be his debut question. I'm going to sit down. Thanks for out. Bye. Everyone is part of the collective. <laughs> the only thing you need to have to be part of the collective is a willingness to be involved and a heart and a brain and the ability to use them both in conjunction with one another. Seems not, to let, not let one lead the other. Uh, that seems to be leading uh, down some interesting paths now. <laughs> It's the metaphysical path of a uh, beautiful Sunday. He's definitely, you can definitely tell us Sunday, can you? Penny's <laughs> getting metaphysical already. <laughs> it's never too early for a little philosophy. I don't know, some people in this room might be a bit hungover for that. <laughs> well, it's the best time to face your fear when you're caught in the grip of it, right? That's true, yeah. Existential dread is seeping in already. There is uh, no path but through. That's what I was trying to tell myself as I was lying in bed like this morning, like freaking out at like half past three in the morning, kept waking up, cold sweats, like, what the fuck am I going to say? It's going to be people watching me, well, and, and they are. And it's, it's, I'm not going to lie, I'm still shitting myself. 
<laughs> I was woken up uh, by Dan Bastard from No Matter phoning me this morning, and it's uh, so I guess we were bed for about four, and uh, it's it's never good when six hours later the thing that wakes you from your slumber is the buzzing of your phone on the side of. The, uh, well, who's it going to be? Oh, it's Dan Bastard. Uh, Especially when I last saw Dan last night, Aberty coming up to me at two o'clock at the reception desk going, can I have a pint, please? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> so, that, so that phone call was to say, can you help me, I'm dying? I, I think it was probably to say thanks and be nice. <laughs> Dan, I've known Dan for a long time. Uh, used to be in the danger fields. Uh, Tryhards. Played with the danger fields quite a lot. Um, the tryhards actually covered the danger fields for a split that never came out. Um, I've spent a long time being a mediocre guitar player, and uh, Dan's a really, really good guitar player. And uh, we covered seventeen forever, which uh, this goes round here. I'm talking about the Book Rainfest thing. Um, so that split never came out, and I guess with the question that you guys were talking about earlier, where does Booker Fest come from? Is that what the question was, or what's the story? Uh, if, that, if you want to be the question, I guess you just asked it, so... <laughs> well, it's how you control the narrative, isn't it? Because uh, disinformation is not just a tool of the right. You know, trolling ain't easy. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had, like, my frog meme that I could... Uh, emoji that I could just... Um, but yeah, sorry, I completely derailed your question. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> well, we're giving thanks to uh, the Lord because we're all free children of God, and uh, no, we're not. We are. We are under the church, though, so you know that's probably a good place for certainly me, <laughs> if not many others. Yeah, but I suppose it's a good, you do bring up a good point there, Derek. Where, where does it come from? And why? Well, I think a good question is why. Like, why go through the hassle of doing it to begin with? It's no hassle, man. <laughs> uh, Ask him that question when he's doing the set times. He'll have a different answer for that. Uh, in a real way, right? Uh, I didn't want to do it. Like, Fest was done. I didn't want to do Fest. Last year was the worst experience I've ever had putting on a show. Ever. We've done however many shows we've done. It was awful. Like, the fest wasn't awful. The fest was awesome. Uh, the people, everybody here, and our friends are what makes fest. Like, to me, um, it's about seeing my friends. And it's like, and bringing, I do a lot of touring. And we've all done a lot of touring, and it's almost like the one time a year that I get to bring people over to my house to play, and um, like, well, we obviously do things all the time. Uh, I don't know how it's kind of come to come to be that, but the best thing about it all for me is making my friends happy. Or seeing my friends happy. I don't make my friends happy, but seeing my friends happy is is the most important thing. And that's what that's the most important thing for me. And um, like lots of beautiful things have happened at Book Rain Fest with, with people that I love. Uh, 
relationships have developed at Bookerine Fest. People have. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I think that's one of the good things is you get maybe other sorts of communities who operate or maybe operate independently. They meet at Bookerine Fest, and all of a sudden, bands, ideas, friends, relationships, everything just sort of you know starts to happen and create. And like says, what probably started off as a sort of small local community thing is almost definitely stretched across Scotland uh, with likes of guys in Edinburgh and through in Glasgow and it's definitely now probably stretching down south as well with the guys at Umlaut and the guys at TNS in Manchester and everything like that so it's been absolutely brilliant just to see that community grow and grow and just come like a big thing I think the one thing that always takes my breath away is that I one, we don't really need to persuade anyone to come and play. Everyone wants to do it. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Uh, and more importantly, we get bands and people from all over the world who just seems to know what we're doing, which is just unbelievable as to how you can find out what we're doing in a little small town in, in Scotland, but getting people to uh, beg to play every year is, is humbling. A bit annoying for Derek just to deal with all the, the emails in his inbox, but it's it's definitely humbling that so many people just want to be a part of what we do. And uh, see, I, I don't I don't think about things in that way at all. Like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, like no, be, being honest, I don't I don't think about it like that at all. I don't think about oh we've grown this or we're getting the word out or we're trying to build this brand or whatever. That's, I mean, it's great. And it, it continually, it's something that kind of fucks with me a little bit, man. Because uh, it does blow my mind that I'm like intrinsically involved. Like I can't unpack it all because I'm subjectively involved, you know, I lack objectivity with it, but in the realest way, this has been the best fest. This is the, I've never been happy at a fest. Um, and, well, you know, joy expresses itself in many ways, Jonathan. <laughs> You know this. I mean, I saw you yesterday and you looked like you were fucking floating through the, through the, uh, through the, the student centre. I was like, that guy's so chill. I did not expect that guy to be that chill. It, it comes down to love, man. Like, fest comes from loss. Loss and love are intrinsically and inextricably linked. Loss is permanent. And happiness is temporary. And if you can't enjoy those moments of your own graft and the graft of your collective and those of your friends, if you can't allow yourself to enjoy a moment of floaty happiness, then what the fuck are you doing it for? you're doing shit to smash likes or spread brands or build community or any of that shit, then I think you're f fundamentally missing the entire point of the whole thing. And I know everybody that's playing at Fest. I know everybody, not personally, but I know every band that plays. 
I don't hate booking agents. I hate booking agents in general, not just for Book Your Own Fest. Um, and that, but that said, uh, I won't name any names, but there was a booking agent who was super awesome about this fest uh, this year. Uh, it's hit me with an email with a pitch, just the general kind of uh, tour booking emails. And I was like, meh, I'd be interested in that, you know. Uh, but had a little chat. Oh, no, definitely not for that. Frankie Stubbs School of Economics comes into play because, you know, this is a Big Rain Fest is a benefit festival. Big Rain Fest comes from Motion Fest. My friend Graham, our friend Graham Motion died in 2006. Uh, Craig Robertson died the day of Motion Fest in Perth. And Craig was Abby's boyfriend. Abby obviously was my girlfriend for a long time. And that shit, that's from people, we're talking about suicide, man. We're talking about drugs and alcohol. And we're talking about abuse and we're talking about death. And anybody, I think, that would use fest as any sort of like, oh, I want a like career opportunity or whatever. Like, I, I detest that shit in general. I detest that shit, especially as regards Book Your Own Fest. And in 2006, they did Motion Fest. I worked Motion Fest at Barcode. Kaddish played Motion Fest at Barcode. PMX played Motion Fest at Barcode. Uh, Tearjerk played Motion Fest at Barcode. Gain was the guitarist in Tearjerk and Barry. You know, so this shit's got roots way deeper than just like make that a take or Joey Terrifying or a three there in Cage or any of that shit. And all of that shit is secondary to the point. And the point, for me, is to stay well and stay alive. Because we're the lucky ones, man. We get to do this shit. I'm the lucky one. I'm the lucky one because I know everybody on this bill. I'm the lucky one because I get to go to Manchester and play at Manchester Punk Fest. Because I've put 15 years of my fucking blood and tears and life into this shit. And I think everybody, when they reflect on what they're doing and what we're doing, I think that's maybe why it resonates. I hope that that's why it resonates and that people connect with the sincerity of, of what we're doing. Because before we have 300 people in a student center, and lighting rigs and a main stage. We've got some dead friends. And that comes and that transcends hardcore or punk rock. And that's the realest shit on the block, you know? And
So that, that's always the focus for me, is like, how can we positively, how can we take this energy and this hurt? Because hurt is real, you know? And people try to run, and that's how people end up in rivers, or in cupboards, or in a box, or wherever. And yeah, it's all fun and games and 250 decks or red stripe and whatever. But I played here yesterday with uniforms, you know? I'm four years sober today. I played with Jamie, he's sober too, in front of Johnny. Never played a show without Johnny in my band until Thursday night. Played with Big Aid, you know? I love these people. And that shit's important to me. You know? I almost burst, I had to stop before we played a song yesterday because I was going to fucking burst out crying. And that shit's more important to me. Like, how Johnny feels is more important to me than how many decks of red stripe or how much money folk make or whatever or like what band gets the headline what stage or what booking agent wants X amount of money for touring bands or who needs put up or whatever like that shit we can all do like putting on a show fine huh? get a venue get a PA pay the bands the amount of money you said you were going to pay them real touring bands not posers want the money you said you would give them a place to sleep someone to eat and a shower and your Wi-Fi code <laughs> They're no bothered about like two decks of fucking red stripe and bags of cocaine and whatever, you know. Like, done all that shit. I mean, it's, it's not great, you know, whatever. Uh, co cocaine's the drug choice of the asshole and <laughs> uh, feeds egos, and I don't need my fucking ego stroked anymore, you know. I wrestle with that motherfucker every day. So. So it seems like it's very much about taking that horror, that everyday horror that we all experience at some stage in our life and turn it into love, basically. It's almost entirely the point of all existence. <laughs> <laughs> Not for everyone, you could argue. Well, for, for, for me, it's not even about, like, the external. It's not even about, like, Graham or Craig or Jordan or anybody else. And the, and the shit that everybody else deals with on the daily. Like, make that a take is essentially, like, my life's fucking work. However, like, kind of sad and pathetic that might, that might be. But, like, that horror and turning it into love, you know, that's how I get through my day. Because I've got real problems, like, sitting still... I've got depression. I've had depression for 20 fucking years. I'm dealing with my own processes of grief, trauma and all that shit. And everything else comes out of that. So the... I, I, I guess. And uh, I guess Book Greenfest is the manifestation of that shared experience that... I guess that my force is I need to get that shit out. Otherwise, where does it go?
it's um, it's kind of the weirdest feeling in the world to see the weekend about Grainfest so much positivity coming from like Derek says you know what was originally a really shitty situation that comes to and and everybody who's involved in Book Grainfest who's done a lot of stuff has been through a lot of shit <laughs> um, so to kind of be able to, to put it all together put it aside for the weekend or at least kind of not dwell on it for the weekend and and see some really good stuff happen is amazing. Like in our time in uniforms, obviously we went through some pretty shitty situations, um, but Booker Rainfest was was always great. And one of my favourite things is seeing everybody in general, but my friends in particular, and especially Derek and Jamie, who obviously we've been through so much together. To just see them having such a great time and and kind of making something positive out of the, the situations that have happened and it kind of it's what brings it home and it makes it really worthwhile to do it and you could just see like you speak to people who are like I love coming to Big Green Fest I come every year who are so supportive of what we do in terms of giving to charity even to like chuck 50p in the tombola which people do every year and it blows my mind the tombola every year and it's just like it's really cool and it's it makes such a big difference as well. You've seen that. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, seen like when I was here yesterday, and getting that feeling that everybody's here, you know, for just having a fun time, and it's come out of all this, is uh, is remarkable, you know. Especially being able to hear the history, like you've just told it there, is it's pretty, it's a pretty big thing, pretty unique thing as well. It is. It's. Um... I guess it's not something that that we see a lot of other places. So it. Sorry, I totally missed the question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about the uniqueness of Bukharin Fest. The way that this came up and the way that it, it transcends, you know, just. It's evolved, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it still feels like a positive, like you said earlier on, it feels like a positive place, a positive force, you know? And it's good to feel that vibe when you're here. I love that phrase, man. Positive force. Uh, I don't even remember exactly when it was first coined. Obviously, it wasn't coined by us or whatever. Um, but I love that. Like, all, all the superlative bullshit online and all the... Like, all the make that I take hype and the social media shit, I do all that, you know. Uh, thanks, buddy. I do all that and it's all like lovely and you use my masters of letters all very well and whatever but it's you use your love of wrestling very well <laughs> well it's good booking isn't it <laughs> Wrestlemania hasn't rolled on for 33 years because Vinnie Mac sucks at booking <laughs> you know well the booking is often terrible in fact but the promotional material and the hype is, is, is pretty good uh, and with that, you know, the wrestling analogy is pretty much exactly all the fucking story. It's almost like ECW, right? Back in the 90s, when I was in a very famous TV show. Uh, I like that, it landed. It landed with Graham. <laughs> uh, a good Bible Monday are a, a pretty good example of make that a take as well. 
like to be honest, and, and how this shit works. As it pertains like putting out records or whatever. Like, and Graham and I had chatted a couple of times, a couple of messages online or whatever. And I'd seen the, I'd seen the lyric video for Two and a Mega Point, and I was like, talking about existential nihilism. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I'm going to listen to that again. I was going to listen to that again, and I was like, sounds like something I'd write. Right, interesting. So, a message. And like, that's. Like, obviously, I really like the fucking songs. And I was like, right, okay, like, let's talk, let's do an EP. And now, uh, like. What. Kindred Spirits, man. You know? And that connection came through, like, punk. Punk rock initially, you know? But. That's, that's the thing. The connection, the initial connection, I guess, is, like, punk rock. And that's the spark, but it's that opens up everything else, you know. Uh, and once you kind of boil and like pour it all down, you know, it's love that brings Book Green Fest together. And us, like, I watched Please Believe yesterday at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I had tears rolling down my face. I Please Believe are a great band. But was, I didn't have tears rolling down my face because I was moved by the majesty of uh, Scotty Ross's mix <laughs> and uh, the beautiful reverb on Owen's vocal. I had tears rolling down my face because I was proud as fuck of my friend Owen doing the shit. Because I know the shit that we've been through and I know the shit that he's been through and that the struggle's real as fuck. And we're getting that shit out. Like there. And it's coming out in that majestic sound with the great mix and the beautiful reverb on the wall. That's the difference. And to me, that, that's the key point. I mean, yeah, it's great. Like, it's rad as fuck to have like 300 people in a fest that's, and this fest has been as close to the idealized vision of a fest that I would have had when we started. I guess the fest in Gainesville is obviously a touchstone is something that was influential to us. And uh, and I, I think that this one has been amazing, and I'm stunned. I'm, I'm absolutely stunned. I'm stunned at myself <coughs> for how I feel, because I feel amazing. And that floatiness or whatever that you talk of, like, if you know me at all, you, you know that I struggle to find peace. And I felt at peace, man. Like, calm, zen as fuck. And I get to see all my friends' bands who are all rad as fuck. And it's <laughs> one of my favorite things about Fest is seeing all the home team crew absolutely smash everybody. And every, like, sold out in the basement last night. And everybody's talking about Kaddish. And it's like, I would tell you that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Listen to us, damn it. <laughs> Listen to the punks. It's I think like it's... Um, Nostradamus shit, right? <laughs> what Derek says about, you know, it, it comes from love and talking about punk and, and Goodbye Blue Monday and stuff, it is, it's important to note that it's not 
just from make that take. It's it's a, a feeling of love and a genuine belief in what we do and what people are doing themselves and and the sort of punk. If you're listening to this podcast, that was air quotes. Um, punk. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that sort of attitude and and that's what makes a lot of this possible, I guess. When um, when Book Your Rain Fest first kind of burst into what it is now was Book Your Rain Fest 5. And at our very first meeting, we sat there and we said, right, are we going to do, fuck it, let's do three days. Okay, who are we going to ask? And we sat there with a piece of paper and just... And it's ridiculous. The, the names we wrote down. We wrote down funeral for a friend. <laughs> um, but they one, could sell out cage Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but, but one of the things is that uh, Barry was sitting at this meeting and Barry went, fuck it, let's ask Leatherface. And we all went, yeah, all right. <laughs> you ask Leatherface, let's see what happens. So Barry, Barry sent this speculative email to Leatherface and Leatherface came back and went, me, okay. We went, fuck. All right, well, guess we're doing it now. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, the connection, you know, like... <laughs> Leatherface are the, the greatest UK punk rock band of all time. If you, if you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> On that point, the greatest 70s UK punk record of... Uh, the greatest UK 70s punk record was Inflammable Material by Stiff Little Fingers. <laughs> if you disagree, uh, that's fine, but you're wrong. Um, but <laughs> the, the, the connection... Uh, speculative email to Leatherface come and play Booker Rainfest, the Frankie Stubbs School of Economics, which is like a kind of a... Basically, we'll never pay anybody more for Fest than we paid Leatherface. But by scale, I guess it's movable. You know? there are, and there are realities and logistics and things. But like that, that was the thing. Uh, they agreed to come out for a particular fee, way less than the usual fee. And... Uh, Money talks, yeah. Uh, Sunday politics. Um, sorry. Uh, well, that connection. So, money, yeah, Leatherface. Leatherface playing, watching Leatherface play in Cage was until last night probably my favourite Pickering Fest experience of all time. Uh, last night, in all its ways, it was certainly my Fest experience last night was, was incredible. Uh, I stood like right beside Dom inside the stage watching Kaddish and like I could feel the power of that shit man transformative and then I went to the basement and forget it together and and stone thrower and in the realest fucking way last night was all I've ever wanted in terms of like engagement and punk all I've ever wanted is a place where we can do fucking basement hardcore shows <laughs> ourselves look after ourselves and each other and have that and if you were there you'll know and that's the thing like that's just my fest experience and everybody seems to have their own fest experiences and they're all radically different and that's what I'm interested in yeah, that's like, I'm interested in other people's fest experiences my favourite thing about Bukharine Fest is when we meet friends who have been at Bukharine Fest every year and you say what's your favourite ever thing about Bukharine Fest and everybody's is totally different 
Yeah. I don't think I don't think two people say the same thing. Mine is uh, Bangers, but Green Fest Five, the second best British punk band after Leatherface. And and that that's the thing about the connections, you know, like, uh, and that connects to Goodbye Blue Monday as well, like Leatherface. I'm now good friends with Crayon. I'm friends with Frankie Stubbs on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Jamie introduced like Franz Nikolai wrote a song called Frankie Stubbs Tears. Put your name Fest Five. Jamie fucking introduced Franz Nikolai to Frankie Stubbs. When does that shit ever get to happen? <laughs> you know, and uh, now me and Graham do do some work together, like make that a take in Little Rockets Records, do stuff. Lost Love and Lost Avenue are on Little Rockets Records. They work with Pooza in Montreal. Um, Meditation, Leatherface, The Basement. <laughs> um, and we're going to play in Sunderland, like Uniforms are playing at Manchester Punk Festival. Then uh, we're going to play Sunderland on the way home. And that doesn't feel to me like, oh, cool guys playing punk fest. Oh, rock star shit or whatever. It's like, I'm going to see my friends and play some music and share it with them. And it's about expunging that shit. And if, if anything else it sprouts from that, it's like, it's like all a strange and unexpected bonus for like shit I would be doing anyway. And so I guess it really starts really selfishly, like 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 all art. Unless you're a capitalist. In which case you create your art for money. I if I'm gonna be so pretentious as to refer to it as art, then <laughs> anything that comes from getting that shit out, like writing songs or whatever. Um to Jamie introducing Frankie Stubbs to Franz Nikolai to putting out Goodbye Blue Monday record to having Dundee Refugee Support and Dundee Food Bank and Safe Gigs for Women and Anti-Fascist Action and Vegan Action and all that shit come together. It's like, if, if we can create a slight space for utopian ideals and the living thereof in a microcosmic way from the fucking suffering that exists in my being and my need to get it out, then that's a beautiful thing and I'm thankful for that. The most important thing about being involved in Book Your Rainfest is a genuine belief in what you do. Whether you're a band that comes to play someone that comes to do their stall, just someone who wants to come and watch, like, everybody can, anyone can come to Big Grave Fest and have a great time. If they, if they have a genuine belief in what they're doing and why they're there, you're going to enjoy it. That seems like a pretty positive note to end on. I'm just getting wary of time going on with you by here. Uh, the next most important point about Big Grave <laughs> Fest is <laughs> no, that's that, that's good timekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and, well, if I can just say one thing before we wrap up, is to, to you directly, Mark. <laughs> okay, no. Like, you asked the question, like, how, how do you how do you contribute? You contribute, man. Like, it's like we, we've talked about this before. Like, 
it's in the name, like, put your own fist, mm -hmm. make that a take, make your own culture, like our, like our friend Damien Abraham would say, anyone yeah. can do this, <laughs> you know? Anyone can do this, like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and th th that is, like, that's, that's the point. That is the point. Like, DIY doesn't even get decor to do it for you. <laughs> DIY yeah, means fucking do it your, like actually like get them there yourself. DIY uh, yeah, be decent as you. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but and I want to say thank you, Mark, uh, for being part of this. Thank you for having me. For all the support that you give, make that a take because you do a lot, man. Uh, you do a lot. So, okay, <laughs> I, I take it. And I would, I would like to thank everybody to make that a take collective you know and collective is not one amorphous mass you know it's fluid fluidity is important and recognizing that and uh, we're all in the collective because we're all fucking here you know it's right. the best answer to that question I'll, I'll also say thank you because this is a weird thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, no fucking bones about it, but you had faith to do it. And I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, and I'm like, why did more places not do it? And I'm like, well, I don't think they know how. They don't, it's just fucking get stools, look like Westlife, and have a chat. You know what I mean? Johnny's <laughs> going to stand up for the key change now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank it's you. been an absolute pleasure, and thank you all for coming and watching. You guys make me feel nice and warm. For Thanks very much. Cheers. I had a lot of fun doing that. I've always wanted to do a live podcast, so it was really great to actually sit down and do it, despite how terrifying it actually was. It was good to see a crowd at Deacon Brody's as well. I was worried that there would be nobody there. I think more festivals, more music festivals should do live podcast recordings, not just because I want to do more, obviously because I do, but add to something a little bit different to, to a festival lineup. And you can talk to some of the people who are at the festival, who have organised the festival. I think a lot of people would be really interested in that. Just a thought for the future, I guess. Book Your Rain Fest 11 was fantastic. I had a really, really great time. I couldn't get there on the Friday due to some issues with delivery of my, I guess quote-unquote branding materials but I did get there on the Saturday and it was just phenomenal I had such a good time really good vibe really positive and to actually sit down and do the live podcast at the end of it all well that was pretty special for me so I'd like to thank Derek Kenny and Johnny for giving me their time to everybody who came down to see me and to all at Make That Take Records for being very generous and allowing me to do this I really really appreciate that also I'd like to apologise right now for there being a gap of a week I know I missed last week and I know this is coming out at a weird time but I was getting prepared for the fest and I think the results, I think it was worth it in the end. So yeah, I hope you agree. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, you can do so by hitting the subscribe button in whatever podcasting app that you're currently using and also ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are always appreciated. Until next time, bye-bye.